This is Plant-Based Briefing, why I recommend an inexpensive slow cooker for plant-based cooking, part one, by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Plant-Based Podcast, where I find a variety of articles relating to plant-based and vegan living, get permission, and read them to you here in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article is longer than that, so it's going to be a two-parter. I'm reading part one today, and part two will be tomorrow. It's written by Brigitte Jem of veganfamilykitchen.com. She comes from a family of dairy farmers, and she used to love blue steak with blue cheese. I love her veganism story because she came to it from the environmental perspective. As a good green citizen, she was a big advocate for cycling as transportation, and someone planted a seed for her when she read on a blog or somewhere, someone said, if you're fueling that bike with steak, you might as well be driving a Hummer. And now the rest is history. She helps others cook more plants. Her meal plans are so reasonable. She offers a lifetime subscription. She offers plant-based cooking clubs, which I have loved. She has a podcast, and she has an amazing book that was released last fall that should be a must-read for anyone who cooks, but especially people who are transitioning to a vegan or plant-based lifestyle. It's not necessarily a cookbook. It's a mindset book why most of us are taught culturally to not value cooking and therefore we don't like it. She really helps you understand and shift your mindset and look at cooking in a whole different way. And then she shares tips to make it really efficient, really excellent book. So I highly recommend Flow in the Kitchen and I'll put a link in the show notes. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Why I Recommend an Inexpensive Slow Cooker for Plant-Based Cooking, Part 1 by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. Many people bought a slow cooker only to leave it to gather dust on top of their fridge. That's really too bad because using a slow cooker for plant-based cooking is a great way to decouple cooking from eating. Throw in the ingredients in the morning, switch it on to low for the day, and come back to a fragrant, simmered dinner waiting for you in the kitchen eight hours later. It makes an even greater contribution if incorporated into your weekend batch cooking arsenal, as I will explain below. For good results, however, you do need to know what's the right thing to cook in there. Why did slow cookers seem to fall out of favor? With the aggressive marketing of Instant Pots these past few years, the more low-key and decidedly inexpensive slow cookers have sadly been forgotten. Some people, myself included, even made the mistake of letting go of their slow cooker when they first got an Instant Pot which I quickly found out to be a mistake. From a business standpoint, slow cookers aren't great. The simpler they are, the better they perform. So you can't remarket them and sell many more units by adding new features every other year. No repeat customers. Plus, they don't even break easily. But don't be fooled. Slow cookers are great for plant-based cooking, and I recommend that you use yours at least once or twice per week. In this post, I will review the main benefits of slow cookers for plant-based cooking, talk about the downsides and how to work around them, and make some suggestions for recipes that work great in the crock. Benefits of using a slow cooker for plant-based cooking 1. Simplicity Slow cookers basically apply the heat equivalent of a 100-watt light bulb all around a ceramic pot. All you need to do is plug them in and switch them on. 2. Easy. Throw in a sensible bunch of ingredients and 6 to 8 hours later you have a delicious soup or stew. It's not fancy cuisine, but the vegetables will retain all of their nutrients and the result is practically certain to be comforting. Anyone can do it. 3. Safety. As long as you put them far enough away from the edge of your counter and avoid touching the sides when heated up, nothing bad will happen when slow cooking. 
or set it and forget it. Put the food in there, add the lid, and walk away. When you lift the lid again in six to eight hours, your super stew will be ready. Five, ease of cleaning. You only have one pot to clean. Assuming you didn't overfill it, the risk of spill is low. Plant-based dishes rarely stick to the crock because they are wet recipes with large volumes of water, and having the lid on prevents evaporation and thus avoids the formation of a sticky rim around the crock. And six, oil optional. It is absolutely not necessary to add oil to cook plant-based ingredients in the slow cooker. You can read more about my stance on oil in this post, Should We Cook With Oil, linked here. What's not to love? Those benefits are the reasons why I include a slow-cooked recipe in almost every single week of the vegan family meal plans. Downsides of using a slow cooker for plant-based cooking and how to avoid them. 1. Blandness due to under-seasoning. When cooking on the stovetop, we often simmer a super stew for at least 20 minutes, often more. During that time, some of the water content evaporates, concentrating the flavors. In a slow cooker, the lid has to stay on through the whole cooking process, since the heat applied is low. I suggest using about 20% less liquid than you would in a comparable stovetop recipe, and increasing the amount of seasoning for more flavorful results. Use more spices and, if using powdered vegetable broth, use a little more powder per volume of water. 2. Less caramelization. When cooking on the stovetop, practically every super stew recipe starts with sautéing an onion, and often carrots and celery too, for at least 5 minutes. Upon contact with heat, the vegetables release their sugars and add great flavor to the dish. There's no direct way to replace this in the slow cooker. One workaround for this issue is cooking extra onion when preparing a stovetop dish and refrigerating it for the next time you need that extra sweetness in a slow cooker dish. Integrating the slow cooker into my weekend batch cooking session also helps streamline this process. If there isn't cooked onion available, boosting the other flavors, spices, herbs, and other toppings can make up for the reduced caramelization. And, psst, if all else fails, stir in a teaspoon of maple syrup. Such a small quantity in such a big pot will not negatively impact your health, but it will be enough to enhance the taste of your dish. Don't tell anyone I said that. And three, no crunch. Simmering is, by definition, a wet cooking method. The flavors of each ingredient in your dish will meld with those of others, rather than remain encapsulated. If you want to create a crunchy impression, you'll need dry heat. Still, you can make slow cooker dishes more complex by adding toppings before serving, like crumbled tortilla chips, vegan parm nuts, fresh or frozen corn kernels, sliced green onions, etc. You just listened to Why I Recommend an Inexpensive Slow Cooker for Plant-Based Cooking, Part 1, by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, and please tune in tomorrow for the second half of this article, where Brigitte talks about her best recipes for the slow cooker, what type of slow cooker to buy for plant-based cooking, what size, where you should buy it, why they're great for batch cooking, why she doesn't recommend cooking most dry beans from scratch in the slow cooker, and why you can't just use your Instant Pot. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.